When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Triple play fantasies basketball show with Doc, Coach, and Brass Dadamas starts now. This is the Triple Play Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Lewis, and a friend from out west, back again, Coach Kevin Coleman. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Good to be back on. Had to take a little break uh, with uh, school, life, football, fantasy football in full swing, but got to get back on with basketball. It's coming back, and I'm excited to be on again. Uh, One of the hardest working, busiest people here at triple play fantasy uh good to talk some hoops again with you uh and today the topic of conversation is our top fantasy centers um we had the number one player in fantasy basketball last year kind of almost out of nowhere as he um improved all of his numbers and that's Nikolai Jokic um he had a very very impressive season a season that he didn't miss a game uh, a season that he won MVP as a dark horse um, and really established that he is the premier center in basketball. Does he repeat success? Kev, Nikolai Jokic, is he going to be the number one overall fantasy player yet again from last year? I mean, I you can't say he won't be, right? Especially with where he's at. He's right in his prime. He's 26. I think when you're looking at what he did last year, and you, you see it on the board, 26, 10, 8. And he, and he actually had 1.3 triples a game. And so when you look at his three-point percentage, it was pretty up. His free throw percentage is great. He's shooting 56% from the field. Uh, I think I think that when you look at him, I think you got to put him at the top. I, I think the only one that could maybe – kind of we'll talk about this as far as like guards why Steph Curry depending on how good of a year he has with his three-point shooting ability you're like man that, that could be a breakout guy but Nikola Jokic I think you know he's he's legit and uh I do think like Jamal Murray's not coming back yet right no he's uh he's he's on he's on a shelf for a little bit yeah so that just means he uses rate his his usage rate is going to go through the roof so I think with him he's a perfect fantasy guy you're going to grab if you get the first pick you got to draft him uh, I got Nikolai Jokic at the, I think the four pick in my head to head league last year. I chose him over Carl Anthony Towns, which is who was rated higher than him. Um, reason was I like Jokic better. I just like his game better. I like him. Uh, I think he's cool. And then he just broke out. He went, he took his points per game from 19 to 26, which is the biggest part because he had never averaged over 20 and he just, he just did all of this. And not too much time. Like, he's the most efficient player in, in basketball uh, with the stats. And then to, to jump his assist total up to eight, it, the game is just 
in slow motion for him and easy. And he he does yeah. play he does play slow, but he he has everything, especially the fact that he can hit the three. Um, his post game with his jump hooks, it's he, he almost has the bet the best package, and he's probably the most skilled center we have in this game. So. If you have the number one pick, I think Jokic is a safe pick, especially with his durability. With some players like you mentioned, Steph Curry, um, James Harden, Luka, Antetokounmpo, those are the players that are like kind of in that category for the number one pick. Um, if you go Jokic, uh, you can't go wrong. Plus, because he produces in all three categories so very strong and st- gets a high level, a high number of steals, um, yeah. and, and with his high efficiency, with his shooting percentage. He, he's a lock to me as far as the best fantasy center is concerned. But who else are you looking at the top? Who you got at two and three? Are you are you going um, Carl Anthony Towns or Joel Embiid? Um, do you consider anyone else outside of Jokic? Because he'll probably get scooped up quickly in the draft. And if you don't have a top three pick, you don't have a chance with him. Yeah, so this is where it comes down to, like, uh, as a as a Car Anthony Towns owner in a dynasty league, I have him and I roster him. I think he's the best guy. Like, despite injuries last year and then his mom passed away, he still averaged 24, 10, and 4. And so, for me, like, he is right there. Uh, and, you know, and he, with one at least two triples, he had a steal in that span. He had some things going on there. So, as long as he's healthy, I think he's a contender for a top five finish. Uh, he's ability to score, rebound. He shoots efficiently. He can actually shoot behind the arc pretty well, too. He's he's expanding that game um, a yeah, little Yeah, he bit. makes, makes 2.4 a game, and he shoots 39%. So, that's a, a big bonus from the center position. Yeah, and if you're going to draft a stretch five, you want to draft him. Like, in terms of, like, if you're going to use that asset for your, your fantasy team, I think Towns is that guy. Uh, but again, like the biggest question mark is, you know, will he stay healthy? And I think, but if you look at what Joel Embiid has, Joel Embiid at the head, if you're going to pick between one of these guys, Joel Embiid too. I mean, he has numbers. You can see it if you're if you're watching this, if you're listening, 28-10-2, 51% from field goals, free throw percentage is great, blocks and steals. He does all that too. But again, his is health as well, right? Like even the picture we have, yes, he's got <laughs> injured hand. Like these are the things that we talked about with both of these guys. Now, uh, with Simmons gone or whatever the hell's going on with Simmons, I think Embiid could get a little bit more run, and we can see that. Remember, Embiid was playing as – he was probably the MVP last year before he got hurt. Even with Jokic doing what he did, it was close. And people had to sit, talk about, like, hey, who, which one is it? Uh, I think I would I would kind of lean with Towns because I think Towns can stay a little healthier than Embiid. Uh, and I think Towns kind of has that for fantasy purposes. Why I think Embiid's a better player, I think for fantasy, he's more of an asset. Yeah, I I think Cat is is due for a huge fantasy season and going into last year, uh a lot of people pegged him as the number one player because he gives you high level points, he gets you high rebounds in, like nearly five assists. Is, yeah. It is it, solid for that position. That's not Jokic number, but um he's he blocks more shots. Um I think that Minnesota is figuring out their identity. Um, I think that he had the most unlucky season last year um, yeah. with the with the COVID, with the injury. Like he, I think that is going to help him mature going forward. And I don't think he's ever been intellectually immature, but I think just as like as a man in in uh, winning basketball, it hasn't c- completely hit with with Cat. But I could see I could see a big bounce back year especially for fantasy. So I have my eyes on him. Uh, I would get him over Joel Embiid uh, because of the injury history. But Joel Embiid, when he is playing, um, he can win you leagues. So 
those you really have to consider them um in the in the in the back part of that first round and Carl Anthony Towns is probably going to go, you know, 6 7 8. Uh and I think that you can build around them. Uh fantasy basketball you're going to get someone good in that first round. Um and you can build your team accordingly based on who you're who you're drafting. For me, I like if I'm going to my picks all kind of uh balance themselves after my first guy. If I so like I got Jokic last year and I know that he's going to produce in points, rebounds and assists and I I drafted a whole bunch of players that do that. Like they produce in every level for that because those are the categories that I'm chasing. Uh, if I got another player like Steph Curry, I know that I'm probably going to win three pointers every, every week. Mm-hmm. And I might go for other statistical dominators. Um, one statistical dominator, Rudy Gobert. Uh, okay. He's going to give you a high level of rebound. That's your guy, coach. That's your guy. It, you, you he's my about Rudy. Rudy, all right. So Rudy is a fantasy stud. I mean, he like because he he could almost win you two categories a week with his blocks and rebounds. He's not really going to give you much other than that. I mean, he shoots eight shots a game. Uh, he shoots, the, you know, he, he's going to give you a high percentage for a field goal percentage. But uh, if you're if you're looking to win, you know, rebounds, blocks, and you kind of have, uh, you know, maybe Steph Curry, I would think about. Gobert in the second round. I think that he's a really uh, undervalued basketball player, but more so in fantasy. I think he's, <laughs> he's a fantasy lock. What's your opinions on Rudy? And if if I'm talking about Rudy Gobert, Nikolai Vucevic, and Bam Adebayo, who are you going with? Okay, well, I'm not taking Nikolai. I think I, I'm glad you pronounced that name uh, before I did. I think I like Nikolai Vu. I'm just going to say Vu. Just call Vooch. Vooch will do. So yeah. I like Vooch, but I don't know what the Bulls team is going to look like. So all the new weapons with Lonzo, all those guys there. Um, what is the usage going to look like? He got so is a he those- a hard? Uh, is he a hard avoid? Like like, I think fantasy a lot of times is like. Not always about who you draft, but it's who you don't draft. Do you see? Do you just like don't want to consider because you, you you the usage might be now, it might really affect him. He's coming from one of the worst teams in the NBA and in, in Orlando Magic, and uh, pro, I mean producing at a high level and and he passes well, he can rebound, he, he can score. But man, you got you got four guys now that are getting paid a lot of money and all very very versatile at their offensive game. So yeah, you're staying um, away from Vooch. So, so me, yeah. I mean, it kind of depends. Like, so, uh, you know, I did a mock recently. So just to give everybody a heads up, I did a mock recently just to prepare for the show because I like to be prepared. And uh, Vooch went at 11. So he went 111. Um, if he goes 111, then he's getting drafted basically as the fourth center off the board. I don't like that. Um, I, I would rather have, I would probably, honestly, I'm going to go with, I'm not going with Bam Eater. I would go with Rudy. I think I, I, I'd, I'd be okay with going with Rudy. I think Rudy gives you a lot of – now, as far as I'm concerned, though, if we're talking about, like, strategy, if – this is a weird dead zone to me. Like, I don't think I would take any of these guys. Like, to me, okay. I think I would go different strategy, try to grab somebody else around that around that area um, and not go there. I don't think I would go there in terms of, like, there. But, Bam, again, 18 and 9 and 5. Um, I would probably skip center at this point and then wait and maybe try to grab like Woods next, like somewhere in that next tier that we're going to probably Christian talk about Wood. here in a little while. Okay. Um, and, and go from there. But if I had to pick, I think I would pick, I, I like Bam, but again, they kind of got new lineups, they have stuff there. I think I'm going to go, you know, in, in terms of that scenario, I think I'll, I'll go, uh, 
I'll go Rudy, and just because of what you mentioned, and I think that he he has that ability to score, and 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 he has that ability to score points, fantasy points in different ways. He's going to be a triple double guy. You're going to look at him, maybe maybe get into that triple double category, but the rebounds are going to be there, the blocks are going to be there, and he'll get the 14 to 20 points or whatever. And he's a very solid producer. And I think you can get him a little later than those guys, which is a value. And it depends on the league that you are in. Uh, Rudy yeah. Gobert might not be your best uh, points league guy, but uh, in cats, he, he's he, he's a certified lie. You don't really have to worry about you know rebounds and blocks if you get him as as a staple. Um, another guy that was very impressive that does similar things uh, for the Atlanta Hawks. That's Clint Capella. I mean, he led the league in rebounds. Um, he gets you two blocks a game, and he he sneaks sneaks in a steal and shoots a high high percentage because he's catching lobs all day from Trey Young. Uh, I think Clint Capella was somebody that overdid their projection last year. Uh, he's on people's radar this year, um, but he's kind of a, a little bit like a, a poor man's Gobert, even though it's it's super, super close. Um, so I think that th- those two guys, if you're if you're if you're trying to go for a, a category um, hold, like lock, look at those guys. Um and it, it is an interesting proposal that you're at the end of that first round. Do I do I go center? And in, in in ESPN, they are very strict with their positionings. And if you're a center, you play center. But Yahoo has so much more flex flexibility, and I, I do prefer Yahoo a little bit more because of the versatility. Now, positions that are different between ESPN and Yahoo. Yahoo has Giannis, AD, Sabonis. Julius Randle, Draymond Green, Pascal Siakam, uh, Robert Covington, Rocco, PJ Washington, Larry Nance, Daniel Tice. These are all the guys that can play forward, but also center in this league, and that's different from ESPN. So I think that that for me, my strategy last year when I was talking about Yahoo, I was kind of falling back a little bit on on the center position. After I got Jokic, I was kind of like almost done for a while. I ended up getting Siakam that could that has a versatility at the, the center position in, in Yahoo. So I think it depends on the league that you're in too. If I'm in an ESPN league, I'm probably going to get a, a center a little bit earlier because their position flexibility is not the same. Like LeBron James in Yahoo, it can play the point guard, shooting guard, small forward, and power forward position. Yeah. And you you go to ESPN and it's uh it's it's small forward. So. Yeah, I think sleeper too. Sleeper, if you have, they do have fantasy is a little different, but they do have a lot of versatility. Like, I think it's the most versatile out of any position. Is like it's basically almost positionless, and it's kind of nice to see. Like a lot of guys can play up to that three position. Um, uh, like uh, I, Shay, Shay, Shay Gilders Alexander, he can play three different positions on Yahoo. All right, on I'm sleeper, so proud of that you. So correctly i know yeah okay. pronounce it right but i want to go back real quick because i have a question for you then so like when i was doing my mock it came down to this so after vooch went at 111 if you have the 112 bradley beal still there paul george davis and yes. anthony davis bam trey young who you're drafting in that category brad beal uh, and it's close i don't think That's you can go go wrong with with the with those players around there i mean anthony davis is a little bit of a risk because of his injury but he does have super yeah. high potential I think Bradley Beal is going to lead the league in scoring. I think that uh, his usage is going to stay in the top five in the whole NBA. I mean, no Russell as well. The Wizards are going to be leaning on him, and the kid is priming. He is in the prime of his career, Um, and I think that 
he's like he used to face injury um riddled seasons at the beginning of his career i think he's kind of got over that i don't i think he's he's training a little bit different he's eating a little different and uh, i think he's got it figured out and they're a bad team that is going to put the ball in they his are. hands to make damage and and spencer is not going to like take away from him spencer is going to go get his yes but uh i think that bradley beal is is a safe pick there now he doesn't really have too much uh position versatility he's that that two guard position so um you know you might want to consider a you know anthony davis or a lebron james that might have some more position versatility but i'm going brad beal i i, I think that once because i think there's a clear like top seven eight ish yeah. range and then after lillard i think that that's when that opens up i think paul george is going to have a super big year especially no Kawhi leonard so for much of it um well, i don't like him that. But I like, I, like, I'm going to draft people that I like, so I'm still going to get Bradley over him. <laughs> well, so it's funny because at the 112, because you have back to back picks, I picked Beal and George. So for everybody out there listening, that that's a way you can kind of stack your lineup a little bit if you expect those two to have big years and then you just fill in the gaps afterwards. So I think it's all about roster construction and how you're looking at it. But to me, it was just too big of a, it was a, it was too big of a reach. And then like, you know, I mean, this isn't a guard post, but I mean, Van Fleet going at the 205 makes you want to throw up my mouth a little bit. But all right, let's talk about centers. Let's, let's go to centers. Van Fleet is actually very good fantasy player. <sighs> He's one of those Van guys where it's good. like, it's like you look at you look on paper and you know who's a better player. You look at Van Vliet and, and John Morant, but Van Vliet is the, be, is, is the more superior fantasy player. So sometimes getting the guy that you like that doesn't do in your favor. But I, I think it makes it more fun. I talked about this on the point guard pod. It's like I like getting players that I like. Sometimes you got to draft somebody you don't like, like fantasy football. That, uh, quarterbacks are getting taken. And you got Dak Prescott on the board, and you're a Washington football fan. Sometimes you got to draft draft that guy and you, reluctantly. Um, let's talk about uh, kind of the next tier down. So we've talked about Jokic, Embiid, Cat, Bam, Vucevic, Gobert. Um, the next guy is in line. Rashawn Holmes for Sacramento is very high on everyone's board. I mean, because he can hit a three, he blocks a shot here and there, and uh he's kind of in this the grouping of deandre ayton um jaron jackson jr who's had been injury riddled but when he plays he produces at a high level um yosef nurchich miles turner and we talked about clint capella who who's a guy in that grouping that you think that you favor of the over others and is there a guy in that kind of i guess tier group that you you want to avoid okay so yeah um can i talk about christian wood is that okay coach is, is that all right with you Absolutely, you can talk uh, about Christian Wood just as long as we don't have any casual listeners on. No, I think for me, I think Christian Wood in that, in that group is the guy that I'm trying to build. Like, if you can get Christian Wood, and it'll be a reach. I think, like, when I was doing the mocks, it really just depends on the, the league you're in. Like, if you can get him in that, like, that, that tier right there and build around him, like, he's a legit fantasy player, right? So when we're talking about Christian Woods. I mean, he can, he's going to put up numbers. Well, um, you're, the, you're at the end of that first round, like you were talking about, it, like that 10-12. When it comes back around, the snake comes back around, you're kind of in a, that, that 40 range. And that, that's a player that is someone that you could select yeah. possibly. At, so he has an ADP around the fourth round, which is, I think is a steal. Like, I don't know if you're going to get him in the fourth. It kind of depends on your league mates and if they actually know basketball. So if David's in there, you'll be good. But so the 407 <laughs> – 
uh, is where he went. And I feel like that's a very good pick in that turn of like where you're trying to like grab him at. And I, I think he's going to put up a solid numbers. So when you're looking at what Christian Wood's going to be able to do on that team, you know, I think that's a young team. They're going to look to him. I know they have my boy there, Jalen Green, but I do think that they're going to just score. And I think they're going to be bad, right? And so in terms of fantasy, they're going to be behind a lot. They're going to put up numbers. And I think that Christian Wood is the guy who you can kind of build your stuff around. I mean, and just to put in perspective, the team that drafted Christian Wood also got Damian Lillard, LeBron James, and Zion Williamson. So then you add that to Wood with Wood in terms of the mock that I did. I, I like that. I like building Wood. I think he's flexible too. I believe you can play him at forward and center in certain – I know you can't a sleeper. Um, and so I'm sure that's there. So give me him because he's going to fill up the stat sheet. And he can shoot, uh, and I'll take that all day. And he was a fantasy sweetheart for a lot of owners at the beginning yeah. of last year. And um, unfortunately, he got injury plagued towards the end of the season. A lot of left a lot of fantasy owners frustrated because they know what he could do when he's producing uh, 21 points a game, 10 rebounds, shooting over 50 percent. But he also hits threes. He hits two a game. He gives you a block. Uh, he's he, he's very productive. Um, and on, on, like you said, on I love looking at players on bad teams, which they're going to let their their guys roll in. Uh, he was mocked last year around like 60 range because we thought that he was going to break out. Now he's all the way up in the 40s. Uh, he's not he's not someone that people don't know about anymore. He is a he is an elite player and you definitely as a fantasy owner, I would love to have a uh, Christian Wood. I think that there's a player on that team, though. If I'm like, if it's my last couple picks that I would look at, Alfred Shangun just looks like a stud in this in this preseason. He gives you a he dimes well. It seems like when he's on the floor, he's gonna produce numbers. He's just yeah. a very smart basketball player, and then defensively, he's a lot better than. Uh, people would ever give him credit for. And he tore Turkey up last year. He averaged 19, nine rebounds, got some assists, um, uh, 1.7 blocks, 1.3 steals, and, and was the Turkish League MVP. And I, he fell in the draft, uh, and I thought Houston did a really great job at, at getting him. I think that he's somebody that you should probably draft, and if, if even if he's not producing too much at the beginning of the season, he might help you win a league. Is there anybody that's sleeping or rookies since we're on a rookie topic that you have your eyes on or somebody that you you think that, OK, this kid is going to take a giant leap this year and I'm going to draft him above his current ranking? Yeah, so I don't want to uh, – we'll go with a guy that I think it could have a good year. He's not a rookie yet – or not yet. That's stupid. He's not a rookie. Yeah. But uh, I will say that uh, Christos Porzingis, we talked about him. Um, I think that he's getting underdrafted right now, and I know why. He, you know, his playoff performance last year was really bad in fantasy, and it is also just his playoff performance. He, I think he's still a top 70 guy. I mean, he's going to put up strong numbers and points, rebounds, and triples and blocks. He's going to do all that. Now, he's appeared in just 100 games, though, so we know that. That's the biggest question mark with him. But I think he's, he's, he's a guy that could maybe help you win some leagues, Like to be honest with you. like I, When you look at what he's been able to do, when he's healthy, you, you'll, you'll see it there. Um, and when he was fully healthy, like in 2020, he played 72 games. And while he didn't have the best year, he still did pretty well. And when you look at what he did for his points, blocks, points, 
three pointers. So we're talking cats. We're talking about those type of tech. I think he could do well for you. So Porzingis is the guy now. If he's healthy now, the biggest thing with him, Porzingis's thing is not necessarily maybe health. It's just how does he fit fit with Luca, and is there an okay ability there? Because Porzingis thought he was the man, and he went to Dallas, and he realized he was quickly not the man. So what's happening right now, from everything we talked about, but like you mentioned before the pre-show, you talk about Jason Kidd. I think Jason Kidd's going to have a, a pretty good effect there. I think he'll be all right in, in terms of trying to help them and doing those things. I like this team. They didn't really add anything, so so you're going to see usage as long as he stays healthy. I don't see how he's not a good fantasy asset. I also don't see how you're the Mavericks and you don't make any moves when it wasn't working last year and you have Luka Doncic. Like, just, you got to try to keep him by any means necessary. And if you're keeping the same roster, it's just not going to be good enough. And he can put up 40, 20, and 20 in the playoffs and yeah. still not get you to advance past the first round. So let me, um, and then let me talk about a sleeper. Uh, and it kind of depends. Now, he's a center technically on CBS and Yahoo, but ESPN's a pain in the ass and makes him power forward. But Isaiah Roby from Detroit, or excuse me, from uh, like Oklahoma Roby. City. Well, I don't care. <laughs> Uh, that's, like not my, that's, that's not my that's not my fault. This isn't your show. It's it's my turn right now. Um, I think that what we could see from him is just you know I, I think he's gonna f- kind of go into a full time starter role. Uh, and if he does that, if Roby can do that, I think that we're looking at him as if he averaged you know he had thirty four starts last year. He could have some value based on where he's going right now. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at right there. There's also the other foreign kid from the Thunder. He's like 150 pounds, but he's seven foot. And I can never, I'll never pronounce his name right. So I'm not Pocheski. I love Pocheski. I love him. When I, My first ever appearance on the Triple Play show before I was even involved in these guys, I talked about Pocheski. I think he can shoot threes. He can have that ability too. So I'm kind of all in on the Thunder fantasy-wise because I think that they're going to be so bad that they're going to score points. Um, and they're going to give some of these young guys shots. So these are some of these late round guys that you could grab. Poco, that's what they started calling him. Poco, um, that's big. And, that's easier for me. That's and I think that they'll have. I think the the Oklahoma City guys are are people that you should always have on your watch list. They're gonna have some weeks where they're playing a lot of minutes because they're like they're not trying to win. So, I like like I said about Roby is like I don't like him as a player. I don't. I think he's bad, but I think he'll get an opportunity, and there'll be weeks where he he could be valuable for your fantasy league. Um, he's not somebody that I'm, I'm thinking about, uh, drafting necessarily, but he is somebody that that's going to be on the radar. Now, Derek favors is over there in Oklahoma that's city true. and he might get an opportunity and he might give you, uh, produce some numbers. He's might somebody that you can get maybe at the tail end of the end of, uh, the draft. Um, people that I see taking a big step up, either people in new places or I'm in my third year, fourth year. Um, people that I'm really looking at, Robert Williams um, just signed a four-year, $54 million deal with. His time in Boston has been kind of weird. Um, he, <laughs> That's he, an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, first of all, he dropped in the draft because uh, there, there's something mentally not locked in as far as yes. his potential and what he could be and what he actually is. I think he's maturing here in the NBA, but he overslept a playoff game and missed missed the game. But the fact that they're giving him a four-year, $54 million deal means that they have some faith in him. Now, they do have um, Al Horford, who is sneaky good in, in fantasy, and I I love to, to pick him up because he can hit a three. Uh, he he fills up the, the stat sheet as far as assists are concerned, rebounds are concerned. When he was playing for Oklahoma City before he got shut down, 
he's productive. But I think Robert Williams in 18.9 minutes per game, he gave you 8.7 rebounds. He's never had a season where he shot under 70% from the field. So he he's basically almost a guarantee. He's going to be a top five field goal percentage guy. He doesn't shoot too much, but he blocks shots. He's 1.8 blocks in in 19 minutes a game. If he can, if he can, they can give him like 26 minutes a game. He's a lock. You need to get him, and I think that he is poised for a a very solid season going forward. One other guy that came on late, Isaiah Stewart, um, the man child over there in Detroit, and with Mason Plumley gone, it's looking like he is suited for that starting center position. Um, what's your thoughts on Isaiah Stewart, who produces blocks, rebounds, and gets you some buckets too? Yeah, I mean he's all right. I think that I I, I probably I, he's a weird guy to kind of um, to for me to talk about a little bit. Like when you look at him, like he has the numbers. I think he could put up some numbers in that system. So this is one of those things. Like when you're looking at him, remember he was an all rookie selection last year, uh, and he looks really good. Um, I, mean, I can't believe Mason Plumlee's still in the league. I, I laugh whenever I hear that name. Uh, but I think you know Kelly Olynyk going there though. I think that'll complicate a little bit of things, though. You should see a, a little bit of a significant uptick in minutes, right? So he's going to get more than he had last year, so that's good. And if he can be, if he can like add that reliable three-point shooters, then I think we can talk about him as being a top seventy guy. So I think it really just comes down to because he's undersized, right? Like, so he's an undersized guy. But if he can add that reliable three-point shot, then we're talking about something a little bit different here. He does have some um, pretty solid mechanics. We'll see if if Cade helps him as well uh you got one more playmaker in the mix um willing passer uh a kid a guy that blew up last year um now he's in a different place he's now playing with with zion as opposed to john morant uh Jonas valanchunas uh has taken his rebounds a game to 12.5 when a guy that um, at the beginning of his career, wasn't a sol- too too much of a solid contributor in that area. He's now become one of the best rebounders in the game. Now, what Valanchinas doesn't do is he's not going to give you any threes. He doesn't produce steals and blocks as as high as what you would like from the center position. But if you're looking for a guy that's going to uh, scoop up rebounds, um, he's your man. Um, Jaron Allen as well, and I'm going to kind of try to see – who would you choose in between these guys? Now, Jared Allen plays on the Cavs team. That's really bad. It might be the worst team in the NBA. They they have four uh, post players in uh, marketing, Kevin Love, and all, as well as Evan Mobley. Um, he's in, he just signed a hundred million dollar deal and he averaged 13 points, 10 rebounds and 1.5 blocks in 29.6 minutes per game. Do you see Jared Allen as a, a good solid contributor to a fantasy team. And who do you look at as far as between him and say a Valanchunas, who would you go? Uh, I would probably have to go with Valanchunas just because I think that when you're looking at what he did, you know, it'll, I think going to the Pels is going to change some things. So we have to be careful there. But I mean, last year when he looked at what he did, 17 points, 12 rebounds, field goal percentage, 59%. So he did very well. Um, I think that his current ADP is a little high for me, but based on those two guys, I don't think Jared Allen is going to have the year that we expect. I, I don't like Jared Allen. I'll, I'll just be clear. Like, I think he's okay. I don't think he's worth the money that he, that he's, you know, getting. I don't think, I think that Cavs team is very, very bad. And I think Mobley is legit. Like if it was a rookie that I really like would be Mobley. Like that's the kind of guy that I think I would take a shot on over Allen 
because Mobley can do a lot more things offensively than Allen can. Yeah. Allen's fine. He'll do his rebounds. He'll get that. But Mobley is going to be that inside-out side guy. And he's a great passer. Guy. He's a great passer yeah. as well. And that, that, that assist, right? Okay, Allen can't pass. Have you ever watched him pass? I haven't. So there's that. So then, yeah, <laughs> Mobley, you have those different groups. Valanciunas, he's okay. I think based on where he is at, I don't know. See, the problem is Valanciunas is not going to score as much this year because Williamson and Brandon Ingram are going to get in the shots. Now, Williamson is her-ish, whatever, what's going on with Zion. Brandon Ingram's going to get his his points, right? He's going to be putting up his 20 shots a game. So that's, I think, he's not going to be a high-volume scorer. But if he can kind of get in that mode where he just hits those rebounds and kind of kind of get blocks, maybe, and get some assists, he'll be okay. But out of those two, I'm taking Valchunas. All right. And it's you're going to have to find um, blocks, some of these spe- defensive specialty stats from someone else. But I'm also if I'm in the Cats league and I don't get a Gobert, I don't get a, a Capella. I'm I'm kind of just saying that that statistical category is a wash, and I'm going in other directions. And you can still yeah. win rebounds with this kid. So uh, it's all about how you balance your roster. But the worst is to lose each category by like ten each week. <laughs> it's like you just didn't have a, a two statistical dominant um, team. Uh, like I said last year, I picked up. Uh, Jokic and I just picked up a bunch of well-rounded players, players that are going to give me assists and rebounds and points, fill up all those other stats. And uh, with Jokic not giving you too many blocks, I, I, I block was, was a wash for me. I, I lost that almost every week, but um, I was running away with assists because my center is giving me, you know, eight assists um, yeah. compared to a lot of people's too. Now, uh, the Cavs are an interesting team. Uh, you talked about Jared Allen kind of not wanting to go that direction. Um, you talked about Evan Mobley being a player that you're looking at. I think so, too. I think I think that Evan Mobley should get a hard look. I think that of the rookies that have been talked about in the summer league and now in the, in the, in the preseason, Evan Mobley is almost not getting talked about much because of how impressive Jalen Suggs was what Jalen Green is doing seamlessly, like effortlessly every day. And uh, Cade showing that he, he, he's a, a wrecking ball and somebody to, to be, to, to really consider. Um, I would, yeah. I would love to get Cade myself. Um, anybody else that we haven't talked about now that you're like, okay, this guy's way too low. I got, I'm prioritizing this player to get off of my board. Is there somebody that, um, maybe had an injury riddle season last year or uh, a second yeah. year, third year player that you, you got a, you're an eye on. Maybe it's James Wiseman. Maybe I like Wiseman. I think Wiseman could be that guy um, that he'll be okay. He can fill in a little bit and be solid. I, I have a question. What are we doing with uh, now? Technically when you're looking at this guy, it kind of depends on what, um, what platform that you're on, but he is yeah. a center on Yahoo. So what are you doing with Draymond? Uh, I'm not cutting him like I did last year, even though he's, <laughs> he was at the time, he was the greatest uh, four point per game scorer <laughs> that I ever seen play. Um, because he's a cast guy, right? Like he's going to get up rebounds, assists, assists and, and block steals. Yeah. So he, uh, he's a guy that I, I, I would draft. Uh, he's not a guy that I'm prioritizing now. Draymond is funny. He's he's in a similar category of a guy that a lot of people don't like, and somebody that helped me win two championships. I was Kelly Olynyk. I think okay. I think Kelly Olynyk uh, for Detroit. He might take over that that starting position from uh, Isaiah Stewart. If he doesn't, 
whenever he gets in, he produces. He gives you high level of assists. Yeah. Um, he's not the prettiest looking player, but his game is his game is solid. I don't know what happened between um, him getting traded to, to the Rockets last year, but he, from from Miami, but he. He he sneakily gets a lot of blocks and steal. Like he really is a solid guy, and he's somebody that fantasy wise I value over even a Draymond Green. Draymond Green he just kills you not scoring points, and uh, points is something that you don't really focus too too much on because you know it, you're drafting some of the best players in the NBA, the top you yeah. know 130 players. You're gonna get points somehow, but if you got a guy in there that's singles single digits it can really hurt you it can really plague you and you could be losing that position big you know when someone else has like you know Montrez Harrell for the Wizards who is going to give you the teens is going to give you 15 to 18 a night and produce on rebound so I think that's a position to watch especially for the Wizards um who's going to get the most bump at the center position uh it, that at the end of the day opportunity is everything and that's why those Oklahoma City players that we look at they're interchangeable, and uh, those are guys that I, that I look at and I focus on. But for the Wizards, you got Daniel Gafford that might be our starting center. He came on really late. Uh, uh, the team the team really likes him. Brad Beal believes in him. He gives you blocks. I think that in se- in 17.7 – I think this was a steal of a trade for the Wizards with Chicago, by the way. Um, but – it, he gives you he gives you rebounds. He shoots a very high percentage, sixty eight percent. He gives you blocks. He'll get you a steal. I think with more minutes, uh, he's with more opportunity. He's going to double down. I think he could be a, a sneaky, really good fantasy player, especially with Thomas Bryant still coming back from an ACL injury. Um, with Trez, I feel like they'll, they'll balance their minutes out. They'll both be seeing more like 24 25 minutes a game and i think both of those guys are rosterable yeah yeah no i i, I like how you had to get a dc guy in here uh daniel gafford that's fine you you won't be seeing any kings guy in my in my mention at all i'm not bringing <laughs> any of those guys up um bagley yeah. no, this is it this is the year bagley no, looks like the number two overall pick and the guy that should have got drafted over Luka. this is the year yeah, no, it's not. Uh, so I think the, the one Kevin secretly hates me right now. <laughs> I do. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Wendell Carter. Um, I yeah. like Wendell. I like Wendell Carter. I think that he's going to be on the Magic this year. He's going to be their starting center. I think, you know, what? How is he going to fit? I, I'd like to see that. You know, I think that he's okay. He's going to put the numbers up. I didn't get double double every game just based on and that roster. I like that roster a lot. I don't know what they're doing. Do you know what they're doing, Mobamba? I don't know what they're doing, Mobamba down there. I don't know what's happening down there. With I know Mobamba looks okay. I know he's going to be on the watch list. If he plays, it's it's like Robert Robert Williams. Like if, when yes. he plays, he gets a lot of rebounds and a lot of blocks, and he shoots a high percentage. Uh, like I so, have Obama, like I have him on a team on my dynasty team. Okay. Um, and so I just don't know, like, how are they going to fit? Like, how's that fit going to look? But you got to give a shout out to maybe Wendell Carter. I think Wendell Carter's getting drafted actually ahead of Obama, which I think is interesting. I think I'd rather have Obama just based on what, like potential, right? And like maybe that ability to kind of do those things there. I'm um, looking at like ESPN. He's 161 Wendell Carter Jr. And I have him much higher. On a list, okay. I think he's rosterable. I think that he came on strong last year after the trade with Chicago, and 
I, it was just a bad fit over there. And I think that I, I like your your Wendell Carter love and thought and something like that is, is rosterable. But I'm also a Duke fan out there, so I, I do have a little, uh, you know, I, I do have a little uh, bias there. But I, I do like Wendell Carter. I think Wendell Carter can be maybe somebody that you grab early. And even Mobamba. Mobamba, let's say Wendell Carter gets hurt, uh, which is now the, uh, you know, Mobamba now is set up for that. He can hit threes, do those type of things. So both those guys, you guys, you need to watch for. All right. Um, I think we are wrapping it up. We might not yep. have mentioned – your favorite center, we, we might not have talked about, you know, Jakob Pertl or <laughs> Mason Plumley, or uh, we did talk about Mobamba. <laughs> That's how you know we're at the tail end of this show. <laughs> we have anything to plug or anything you want to mention as we kind of exit out of here, Kev? Yeah, man, just uh, appreciate you coming on. Uh, watch this stuff. We're going to be ramping up the basketball content on here. Um, I'm going to be doing some kind of solo videos for that. And me and Coach, will, we'll get back to our uh, prospect breakdown for next season stuff. And be on the lookout for a little bit Be on the lookout for a little bit of college basketball content. So um, I'm not coaching sure. uh, the high school team this year. I'm taking a break for, to spend some time with my children um, and my, be a family guy. But I, I definitely love college basketball. So I am gonna. We're gonna be looking out for some college basketball content. So I'm gonna. And he's I'm a Dukey fan, and the I am. Duke is legit. They got a player that may go number one overall in um, Paolo Banchero. Uh, they also have a very exciting uh, freshman, AJ Griffin, who we yeah. haven't seen too much because of injuries, but he just looks the part. And hey, Coach K's last year. Swan song. Yeah. yeah, it's a swan song. So, and we'll see. I'm gonna be at the Co- I'm gonna be at the Duke Gonzaga game in Vegas on that Friday Woo! of Thanksgiving break. So I'll be there watching that game. Uh, so I'm gonna be more involved this year with a little bit more college basketball, just because I love college basketball. And uh, and, and we'll be looking at that. But me and Coach, Coach's corner coming back. We're gonna be downloading some highlights, doing some things. Um, when when that starts ramping up. So I appreciate you guys coming. Be on the lookout for it. Chet versus Paolo. That is happening, and you have a, a person that's going to be live watching it. Um, so I can't wait to, to talk about those two as they are the top two prospects coming into the NBA next year. And they they are different, but they are both spectacular in their own fashion. A little plug, plug top. We'll finish on that. Wherever you find your podcast, go follow the Triple Place NC franchise. Look out for our baseball basketball football positive drop every week triple play fantasy youtube channel is dropping content every day this includes coaches corner movie minutes super fantasy bros fantasy 15 between the scenes fantasy foodies there's so many that i'm not even getting to um recently we had former pittsburgh Steeler washington redskin espn personality ryan clark get on with d mindy um, but shout out to Fantrax, Fantasy Points, D Mindy, Doc, Lil Cheesecake, Rastagonis, Kev, Jacob, Marty, Matt, everybody on the Triple Fantasy team that keeps the engine running. Thanks again from the entire Triple Play Fantasy family for tuning in.